0: everyone, welcome to Oh Wow the Podcast, a weekly recap and analysis of every episode of Skins UK starting from the very beginning. I'm your host Augustine and today we're getting into Season 2, Episode 4, Michelle. Now you'll remember last week was Sid's episode. It was extremely depressing. Tony was all fucked up. It was really focusing on Sid's dad's death and the changing dynamics of Sid and Tony's friendship and just everything was really sad and I cried. This week is a welcome breath of fresh air as far as being more lighthearted, but that is to say that it's also extremely chaotic and makes me want to scream and rip my hair out frantically because there's just so much that happens, so it's going to be an exciting one to say the least, and I hope you're ready for this journey into Michelle's world. Also, I have to give credit to Jewels on Reddit for coming up with this question, which is, what do you think the Skins characters' journals would look like? And we had a little bit of a conversation about that, which was pretty fun. So definitely follow the Reddit, and I always post the episodes on there and open it up for discussion. So that was a really fun one. Thanks, Jewels, for bringing that up. So this week, we get into Michelle's life. We open with her smoking a cigarette on the side of the road outside Tony's house and he texts her nice shirt basically and we're sort of getting a sense that maybe things are getting back to normal with him and Michelle since he was able to be there for Sid maybe he is getting better and we're just gonna see how that goes. Michelle goes to Tony's house and Althea, his mom, answers the door and is kind of giving Michelle a lot of shit for not being there enough after the accident, which I don't feel is fair because obviously it's really hard on everybody And I think that Tony's parents are just generally immature people and definitely not emotionally intelligent enough to understand that you can't blame the teenagers for not helping him heal. Like, even Sid couldn't show up after a while because it was too gruesome for him to be there. So the fact that they're just being mean to Michelle definitely makes her feel excluded, I think. But anyway, Tony invites her in and she goes up to his room. They're having this awkward conversation on his bed. Things are so tense between Michelle and Tony because you can tell she just really wants him to be better and he just wants her to be patient and wait for him to heal, but she's really running out of patience for that and I can kind of understand because they had so many problems before the accident that it kind of probably feels unfair that he gets to just kind of walk away scot-free and be like oh I don't even remember all the terrible things I said and did to you like, you just have to be there for me now. I think she has a lot of resentment towards him that is totally justified. So yeah, anyway, so they're talking and she's like, what do you remember about us? And he just says, Sid loves you. And she's like, that's not about us though. But I think that's a very telling Thing that that's really all he remembers. She kind of pulls an Abigail, which is like, look at my tits, don't you remember me? And to be fair, that is kind of how he treated the girls before the accident. He was just all about sex and sort of objectifying them and treating them as disposable. So before the accident, this would totally make sense, but now it just seems inappropriate, I guess, and it's awkward but he's into it he tries to hook up with her and we just find out that basically his dick isn't working which is pretty similar to what happened with drake as jimmy and degrassi the next generation i think wasn't that like a whole episode after he's in the wheelchair and they're like oh my god his dick doesn't work as if that's the end of the world but i guess for michelle it feels like If he really liked her and was attracted to her, then he would be able to push through and it would work for her. Which isn't true, obviously, but that's just how her mind is working. And so she feels rejected and unwanted. And then plus the way his family's treating her and the way everybody's sort of just putting this pressure on her. Like, it's a lot to take. I understand that. So she gets upset. She kind of, like, hits him, which I don't think is good. And then... Althea basically kicks her out, which I think is for the best. Michelle seriously needs to see a therapist about her relationship with Tony is what it boils down to. Then we flash to this compound apartment type place that we discover Michelle's mom is getting married again to some guy named Ted who she's known for two months. And I was thinking that this is probably where Michelle learned to handle relationships is from her mom, where if things don't work out, she just moves on to the next one, moves on to the next one. There's not really ever been a role model of, okay, we can wait through, and I'll be there no matter what. Like, her mom is just like, okay, on to the next guy. So that's what's being modeled for her. So they're moving into Ted's house, and it's out in the country, and it just seems pretty desolate. Like, it's a nice place, but it's very empty and cold feeling. And Michelle calls Jal. Jal is, like, with all the guys trying to help them sort through their problems. We find out that Maxi doesn't know Anwar and Sketch are hooking up, and Chris is just sort of fucked up and probably sad about Angie, even though he doesn't mention it. And Sid is obviously fucked up about his dad's death, and so Jal's just sort of what this glum lot of the boys all <laughs> being really upset. Um, I have to give the Bristol's best right off the bat to Michelle's outfit when she's in the apartment. She's wearing a pink sparkly tank top, and it's like layered with multiple camisoles and bras. She has blue clog heels, a pink shiny butterfly necklace, gray capri jeans, And the whole look is just so quintessentially 2007. Like she looks like a limited two model and it's absolutely beautiful. So yeah, Michelle's accessory choices in particular in this episode are so early 2000s. I absolutely live for it. So Michelle is eating sushi with Ted. We get introduced to him and she's with her mom too. And first of all, I've been craving sushi for weeks, so it looks really bomb and I want the sushi they're eating. But anyway, Ted is sort of this typical idiot rich guy. He doesn't seem like a really terrible person, but he's just sort of one of Michelle's mom's like himbo boyfriend guys. (laughs) But things do take a turn for the weird when Ted's daughter Scarlett shows up, and we're just as surprised as Michelle to find out that he has a daughter who is Michelle's age. She kind of just comes in, and I don't really care about her appearance. I'm sure back in 2007, people would have been dunking on her, but I'm like, if you want to wear short shorts, go for it. If you have big boobs, like, good for you. Who cares? I don't care. But Scarlett's personality is truly worthy of commentary, and she comes in all in a tizzy, draping herself around her dad, like, Daddy, you have to get me away from my mom, blah, blah, blah. We don't really know much about their family, so all of this just seems like a lot to be walking in, and then there's this scene where Ted's like, let's go check out the new hot tub, and they get in together naked, and Michelle and her mom are like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? (laughs) Like, you can give the benefit of the doubt up to a certain point until you're, like, a 16-year-old girl naked in the hot tub with your dad, and then it's like, okay, and they're fucking weird, and there's no question about that. Like, they're just kissing each other on the lips naked in a hot tub, I don't think that is considered normal or appropriate anywhere in the world. So we find out that they're kind of fucking weird. And then you kind of have to feel bad for Scarlet, because it's like obviously her parents are fucked up for raising her this way. TBD on Scarlet, we'll get more in-depth on her and like what my analysis of her character is in a later scene, but for now we have a very intense first impression. And... Michelle very begrudgingly is sort of forced to hang out with Scarlett and introduce her to the friend group. And of course, all the guys are like staring at Scarlett's cleavage, drooling, so they immediately like her, which makes Michelle even more annoyed because she's like, I don't want to hang out with this girl. Also, it's Michelle's birthday, so Michelle wants the attention on her, and instead everybody's paying attention to Scarlett. So that's definitely frustrating. I get that. So yeah, Scarlett and Michelle and all the gang are hanging out on the college green as they do. Also have to point out, Michelle's accessories once again are perfect. She has the silver bird outline necklace, and she's also wearing the silver singular angel wing earrings. And I definitely had that exact necklace and those earrings. You could get them for like $2 at Forever 21 back in 2008, so... Love that little time capsule moment. So we decide that we're going camping for Michelle's birthday, which seems good to just get out, do something different, get away from town for a bit. The car ride is sort of this rambunctious teen show, typical just chaos. And the whole scene when they get to the beach and they're parked and they're like going swimming and it's just so goofy, it's really fun. It's nice to have some light-hearted, silly scenes because this whole season is really dark. So just having a bit of a laugh and like everybody sort of teasing Anwar and Chris just being goofy. It's just really fun to watch and I was smiling. Still, even though they're having fun, you can tell Michelle is sad and Tony's not there. I mean, he said he didn't want to go and that makes sense. He's definitely not ready for like a overnight camping trip and all he did was give Michelle this little present for her birthday so we still don't know what's in that but she's definitely sad that Tony's not there and that Scarlett is there and kind of taking all the attention and being annoying. We see Sid being supportive to Michelle and that their friendship is becoming more and more important to both of them as all of these things keep happening in both of their lives at some point they're setting up the tent for the night and the car alarm goes off and we find out that the ocean has like washed away the car which is really good relief for michelle because she's like fuck you scarlet i'm glad your car got trashed But I'm just like, why does every single British TV show have a camping episode where the car gets trashed? Like, Inbetweeners had almost exactly the same episode. And it's just, like, really funny to me that that's just a trope of, like, British teen sitcoms. So, yeah, they lose the car, whatever, they're not too worried about it. I remember in betweeners they were, like, freaking the fuck out and screaming about it, but of course in Skins, they're just like, whatever, man, it'll be fine, who cares? So they're just chillin', kind of fucked for the night, but whatever, they got a fire going, they're smoking, uh, chillin', and Maxie goes to comfort Michelle. Michelle's sort of drifting away from the group throughout the night, to like be kind of sad and reflective by herself which definitely makes sense maxi goes to say hi to her make sure she's okay and uh yeah they see that anwar is in the bushes having sex with sketch <laughs> how the fuck did sketch get there <laughs> how did sketch get there like how did she get there did she walk there did she get dropped off there how did sketch get there that is my question <laughs> it's so scary so yeah maxi discovers that anwar and sketch have been fucking and that obviously becomes an entire argument and anwar is like a terrible friend for doing this i like dude you can fuck someone else you don't have to fuck sketch you're being so desperate and obviously maxi's angry about it and it's totally justified so that happens (laughs) sort of unrelated to anything else in the episode The night is winding down, everyone seems to be going to sleep, or doing their own thing anyway, and Sid is sitting with Scarlet off to the side, under the stars, and Scarlet's pretty aggressively hitting on him, and Michelle's watching looming in the back, but she sees that Sid turns down Scarlet's advances, and... That's a nice moment. I mean, all the guys basically would have gone for it with Scarlett, so it's nice to see Sid as being a decent guy, and he's not just, like, gonna fuck anybody. So Scarlet walks away rejected, and Michelle and Scarlett have this interchange, and this is where I think we see the purpose of Scarlet's character. I haven't analysis of this that maybe you won't agree with maybe you will I don't know but I think Scarlett's kind of a reflection of Michelle and I find this in my life to be true is that the people we dislike the most are the people that are the most similar to us and remind us of the things about ourselves we don't like so this can especially be true with Like strong personalities can often clash because one person is used to sort of being in control of the situation. I think there's a lot of social dynamics that go into that. And Michelle is used to being sort of the alpha female of the group. I mean, Cassie's always been the outsider. Jal is sort of just in her own lane, minding her business all the time. And Jal and Michelle have such a good, respectful friendship. So, for Michelle to be challenged by this other really strong, sort of vivacious, sexual woman, it definitely is a conflict of two personalities and I think that Michelle resents Scarlett because part of her wants to have the appeal that Scarlett does I think like or Scarlett is like who Michelle is sort of trying to be but then Michelle doesn't like that and I think that can be a big trigger when we see oh, is this how I come across to other people as like this person? And then you're like, I need to change. I don't want to come across as this person. I don't know. That's just sort of my unorganized <laughs> thoughts about Scarlet as a character. And we find out that at the end of the day, Scarlett's a decent person. I mean, she's like, yeah, I was just trying to fuck it, and he's not into it. So whatever. And he really is into you, Michelle. So just go for it. Yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Scarlet as a character and what she represents and her relationship with Michelle in your eyes, because that's just my opinion and interpretation of her. Moving along, so Sid is down on the beach by himself and Michelle chases after him I think she has this moment of realizing they need each other really badly right now, which is solidified when Sid just says, Michelle, I'm so lonely. And I know I talked about this in the last episode. I mean, Sid's lost every single person close to him. He doesn't actually know what's going on with Cassie, even though we know Cassie's not doing anything. From his perspective, she's just gone. He doesn't know that she's trying to find him. Tony is still in this state where he's getting his brain back together. And, you know, his dad died, so Sid's really feeling alone. And it makes perfect sense that he's going to turn to Michelle as the only person who's always been there for him through everything, through ups and downs. I definitely understand that feeling that he's having and Michelle too I mean she just feels so dejected and out of place in her own family now and out of place with Tony and his family and it's like who does Michelle have she really just has Sid so they have sex on the beach (laughs) and yeah it is what it is there's not much else to say about that that happens In the morning, she goes swimming in the ocean. It's very beautiful. I mean, the scenery is absolutely stunning. And then she opens up the present from Tony and it's okay. I feel like I'm stupid. I'm like, where did this watch come from? It was, he had her watch when he got hit by the car and that's why it was broken, right? And then, like, he got it fixed and sent it to her. I'm like, where did this watch come from? Why am I completely blanking out? And I know in previous watchings of the show, I like totally remember where the watch is coming from, but for some reason, I'm just totally blanking. So someone write in and inform me of what I'm being really dumb about right now. But I did figure out that it's like a symbol of give me more time. Like I just need time. And tony does still care about michelle and he is trying and it must be frustrating for him that she's just like oh my god your dick doesn't work you hate me like that is such a shallow understanding of his situation so uh, it's just emotional you're like oh my god tony still cares about her and she still cares about him but sid is so alone and she's so alone and now they're having sex So they just decide, like, okay, now we're together. Like, Sid and Michelle are a thing now. Whatever. I guess they had really good sex, so, like, good for you, Sid. Like, lay it down, King. But, um... It's messy. It gets really messy and they go back to Sid's house to have sex again and they walk upstairs. They're all happy. It kind of feels romantic like you're kind of rooting for them in a weird way because of everything the way it's set up. You just feel like yeah like maybe they are supposed to be together. Maybe this is like a romantic good outcome and they're kissing, and it's all passionate, and you're kind of in, in it with them. But we don't realize until the very last minute that Cassie's sitting on his bed in his room, and she sees everything. And the episode ends with Cassie saying, Hi, Sid! Hi, Michelle! How are you? Ah! Like, what's gonna happen next? I know, but do you guys know? Probably. But still, I'm excited to get into it because shit hits the fan and gets so chaotic and awful! Like, this is awful. This is a complete disaster. And I apologize for saying the word like about 7,000 times in the last few minutes, but this stresses me out so much that my brain literally can't keep up with what i'm trying to say so anyway yeah there's a lot that happens and next week is chris's episode we're on to season two episode five and so we'll see what's going on with chris because we haven't checked in with him recently he's been pretty much in the background for a little bit now Yeah, I really appreciate you guys listening, coming along with me for this journey as always and listening to all the ups and downs that this show puts me through. I hope that you feel the feelings that I have and have your own interpretation of what's going on that you want to share. Go for it. Check out the Reddit. I post on YouTube and I'm always available to discuss things on the Instagram at oh wow, the podcast. so definitely keep in touch, and I will see you next Friday for Chris's episode. I hope you all have an absolutely wonderful week, and yeah, okay, thanks, bye!